0: Hello and welcome to a bonus racing podcast from Gambler. I'm Selectabet and join me today to take a look at Friday's meeting at Newbury as the one and only voice of value. Hi Paul, how's things?
1: Great, yeah, looking forward to uh, a double header this weekend from Newbury. Some excellent racing that's kind of crept up on me actually.
0: Yeah, this is just a little bonus podcast based on the fact that there's a good quality card at Newbury tomorrow and it's live on ITV4. It's the first day of two of the Larbroke's Newbury Winters Festival and it's apparently Gentleman's Day tomorrow so plenty of peaky Blinder hats on view I thought. <laughs>
1: Almost certainly uh, you know, <laughs> <over> there,
0: <laughs> and I be there, definitely not gentlemen. But and sh- short ankle trousers with no socks as well which unfortunately I'm just getting too old for these days.
1: Yeah, I'm afraid that's not my scene. But um, each to their own. I'm, I'm certainly not going to be one to criticise people's fashion tastes. Getting enough filters for my selections on the uh, on the old GGs, so I'm not going to be into yeah. the fashion world as well.
0: Yeah, we're not exactly Gok one sitting here recording <laughs> this podcast. So let's crack on with the tips. And the first race of the day is the 150. Um, which is a 2 mile 3 furlong race 12 run in it and you've got an 8 to 1 shot that you fancy in it
1: Yeah I do, Um, the favourite is likely to be Kalashnikov um, who's a a horse known to many, in fact I tipped him to win at the festival uh, last year or the year before um, and he was a bit disappointing but um, he's, he's a high profile horse so that brings um, a bit of value further down the card, I think. Um, Glenn Force is another one who's decent, but it would be a big ask. To, um, he likes to lead from the front. I think that would be quite a big ask in this race. Um, so There's quite a few runners and it will be quite competitive. Um, so the one that I like is a horse called Azerte for Alan King. Um, it won crucially over course and distance last month. Um, and that get that's obviously pretty good form. It's gone up four pounds for that, which isn't which is a massive hike. This is a, probably a slightly better race here, but it's a horse I think that's got more improvement in it. So um, I'm pretty as a sort of second season chaser. And it's a second second season going chase. I think it will have a bit of improvement again. And I just thought that was a pretty good price. Actually, as I look at the prices now, it's drifted to nine to one with William Hill. So yeah. I think um, it's a pretty good value there
0: yeah always like a course and distance winner um and again something you always can of mention it's got a decent each way shape to it as well and certainly around those prices
1: competitive race but then um, good good value um worth getting stuck into i think
0: so that's Azerty uh, and the Azerte. 150 to get it started yep that's it okay next up is the 225 and the one that you fancy here great name for a horse champ
1: yeah brilliant name for a horse and um this, this looks like it could be a really good um, novice's chase as well. They reckon this horse was named after Tony McCoy. Um, so they bought this horse, I think, around right about the time that McCoy was retiring. Um, and he's quite widely known as champ, obviously, having won, I think was it 19, um 19 fl- uh, jumps jockey championships in a row. Um,
0: so, did he uh, ever ride
1: the horse? He did not, I don't think. I think it just basically arrived um, at the, the time that he was retiring, um, and they didn't get it on the race course until a good bit after he'd retired. It was, it was the first run was January of 2017, so he'd retired by then. It's quite but, um, right
0: there quite a reputation to live up to the eh? way well that's
1: the thing and quite often you know it's very very difficult um, for horse breeders and owners to to pinpoint a particular horse when it's when it's been registered a name as oh this is going to be a, a cracking horse you know so it's actually pretty impressive this one's come through and it's a as sort of fulfilled um, expectations so far and um, it looked pretty good um over hurdles um but it always looked like the sort of big, rangy, what they call scopy horse. You know, it's quite quite long limbs and long bodies that, that makes it perfect for chasing rather than flat racing or huddles because it'll be able to jump well. And uh, it made its chase debut last time out. It was also on favourite, you know, and was entitled to win the race. Um, so, you know, no great surprise there. But um, the way it ran, I, th- I was quite impressed. At one point, it looked... Um, just a little bit sort of lackadaisical whatever, but as soon as Barry Garrity asked the horse to go on, it, it responded really well, yeah. and it looked like a horse with a sort of I mean, a winning mentality is a phrase banding about, but it, you know, it enjoyed its racing, hit the front, went on and, and won nicely, so I think you we've know, got a lot to look forward to with it. And when I, you look at the rest of the horses in the race, I think it's so it certainly considerably... Um, Ahead of De de Karczak and Mondes Avaloir from what we've seen so far. Um, It beat Dashiell Drasher last time, although Dashiell Drasher gave it a half-decent race. Um, And the the black op is the sort of one that's next it in the betting, or second in the betting. Um, But I think it it should see that one off quite easily. The only one I would have a slight um, sort of second glance at is Vision de Flo, who's a very classy hurdler. Um, He's pretty poor... And Chase debut last year, so they just kind of kept up hurdles. But now he's, it's interesting they're trying again with the, the chasing. So if that goes well, he might be able to get them a race. But I think Champ should be odds on, so 65's the
0: value. Yeah, so Champ looks the one to beat in that, as you say. Currently 65, William Hill, Bet Victor, Race bets and the likes. Yeah. Um, yes. You quite fancy doubling it up with your next pick, which is the feature race <clears throat> of the day, which is the long distance hurdle.
1: Yeah, I think from a betting perspective, that's what I'm going to do, is put it in a a win-double. And it's the favourite in the next race, that favourite being a horse that's well-known to um, most jumps racing fans. It's Paisley Park, who won nicely at the uh, Cheltenham Festival, and was very well-supported. His owner, Andrew Gemmel, is a blind guy. And uh, it gets brilliant coverage on ITV, and it's, yeah. it's, it's absolutely—it's it's one of those real fairy stories that you tend to get with jump racing um, more yeah. than flat racing. Um, and it's just absolutely brilliant to see, so a real crowd favourite. So, as it happened, I suspect four to six, um, which is the sort of best price at the moment, will disappear by um, race time. So get on early, get your doubles on um, tonight. Uh, as we record this, it's Thursday, so you know try and get on if, if you can. Um, yeah. Now
0: there's only five horses in the race, but three of the other horses have previously won this. Although two of them getting on a bit, Um you know what I mean Harry and Thistlecrack again, two favourites with jumps punters.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Horses that have never, you know, don't really owe the punters much. Um, they've been serial winners in the past, and as you say, winners both winners at this race. Um, I think both are um past their best now. I think that's probably fair to say eleven years old, they'll be twelve by the time the festival comes around. Um, but they're still um able to compete, you know, as and when required. Um you know what I mean Harry was second last time out um in the Bet Three Six Five hurdle at Weatherby. Um and that was a fairly decent performance, you know, given his age and what have you. Horse that beat him that day is here again. Um racing in this race um, the world's end which is a, a pretty decent looking um, staying a uh, so I think that would probably be the one if you're looking for a forecast in this race that I would take um, to finish second to Paisley Park because it's a bit more potential for improvement um, than the others which are, are um, getting on a bit and then beer goggles um, would be he's been off the course for a while and just would, I, I can't see him doing much in this but um, so, yeah, really it's just between those four and, as I say, I think Paisley Park's well ahead of the rest of them, should win it quite comfortably.
0: Yeah, so doubling up those two, Champ and Paisley Park, probably get you around about a 2-1 double currently.
1: Yeah, I think that's good value um, and that's probably the way to play it.
0: Okay, on to the last race, which is the 3.35. Now, on Saturday, you scored again with another 16-to-1 winner and it wouldn't be a Voice of Value Gambler podcast without a 16-to-1 tip. So, who are we going for in this one? Absolutely,
1: no pressure. Um, It was cracking on Saturday to see that one one vote in, Stony Mountain, and I'd actually... I'd sort of put my money where my mouth was and I'd went two points each way on it which is quite a lot for me to put on a yeah, um, that
0: price.
1: that sort of price so um, yeah, I was absolutely delighted with the headline tip coming in um, and actually we do have a 60 to 1 shot here although I see that um, William Hill have just gone 20 to 1 on it So and they're paying five places each way so this is one definitely to have a look at um, before that price goes uh, the horse in question is called No Hidden Charges and um, it's perhaps gone under the radar slightly here because it was 5th last time out um, but it wasn't beaten miles and that was um that was a pretty good race that was a, a, a the Ballymore novice Hurdle race at Cheltenham um just at the last meeting there um so it's, it was the first race of the season for this horse it ran respectably against some pretty good um pretty good Opponents that day. Um, it was beaten the, the winner of the, the race was a called Champagne Well, um, and I think this stepping into a handicap now, um, I think there's a few in here that it would beat quite comfortably. You know, there's there's six or seven that I would just write off um as having not much of a chance. Um and there's a few progressive novices or second season hurdlers that are in it, and absolutely um, have got a I've got a shout but I just I'm surprised I thought no hidden charges would be around the sort of 8 or 9 to 1 shot um sort of mark and when I saw 16 to 1 I thought oh well, I'll have some of that so it's that's um definitely an interesting
0: value bet for me. Okay especially if you're getting up to 20 to 1 that hills as you say so excellent stuff so can you just give us a quick recap on those four tips for the four races then?
1: I can indeed. So the, these are all for Friday. Um, all of the, the, these four races are live on ITV. The 150 at Newbury, it's Azerty, and we're going each way with that. The 225 at Newbury is Champ, and we're doubling that up with the three o'clock at Newbury Paisley Park. And then the fourth and final race is no hidden charges. 3:35 at Newbury, and that's an each way bet.
0: Okay, as I say, it was a good quality card uh, and it's just good to have some racing on the telly again just to remind you that it's on ITV 4 tomorrow and not on ITV, so make sure you tune in for that. Uh, We'll be back with a regular look ahead of Saturday's live races on ITV tomorrow afternoon so keep an eye out for the latest podcast which will be online late Friday afternoon, early evening. Uh, Best of luck with your bets tomorrow and thanks again to Paul for joining me this afternoon.
1: No problem at all. I'll stick all those up on the uh, Mr Fixit's website as well, so that people know the prices and uh, each way terms, etc. So get involved and good luck.